Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to work. On a Monday we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Look around and you'll see 
Yeah. 
JM in the AM. Miami Classic, I Want to Know, is the name of that one. Pirche Yerushalayim had Chevron. You heard Hayom done by Mordechai Shapiro. Yaakov Shweki and Chaim Shol Shalom. The Bardichever Nigun is sung by Yehuda Green. Mayor Sherman's Masecha Hashem. It's our Monday morning theme song. And of course, Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. 6.35 on a Monday, 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, all. For lots of people, there's a day off today. How do you like that? Yeah. A lot of people have a day off today. After all, it's uh, July 3rd, Monday, this 9th of uh, Tammuz. Yeah, that's not the reason people are off, the 9th of Tammuz. The reason people are off is for the 3rd of July. Uh, and here we are on a JM in the AM Monday morning, live in our New York City studios, of course, as you would suspect. Hope you had a wonderful Shabbos, a great weekend, everybody. Um, Want to wish a mazel tov to the Schmelz and Seltzer families. It was an honor to be part of the big simcha last night I, Last night up at the Rye Town Hilton. That was quite a uh, celebration with the Iron Teitelbaum Orchestra, Shlami Daskal, Benny Friedman. Yisrael Lamb and an amazing, I don't know, 25-piece orchestra about. It was pretty cool. So we say Mazal Tov. Hey, do you think my good friend Cheryl Bienenfeld is up yet? Do you think she's listening to JM and the AM? I hope so because we have a big Mazal Tov going out to the Malin and Bienenfeld families. Jordana and Alone are celebrating the birth of a brand-new baby boy, Briss, later this week. Um... And we want to wish a Mazda to the Mallon family, to Cheryl and Dr. Jay Bienenfeld, from all of us here at JM in the AM. They've got a brand new grandson. And to George and the entire family, a very special Mazda from all of us here at JM in the AM. That is one lucky kid to have parents and grandparents like he has. So Mazal Tov, the Briss coming up later in the week. Congratulations from all of us here at uh, JM in the AM. 6.37 in the morning on this Monday. Plenty coming up between now and 9 a.m. Brand new Israel show with Mayor Weingarten coming up at 9. Full day on our network, as you would suspect. Yeah, it might be summer, might be the 4th of July. The three weeks might be upon us and all that stuff. We are still presenting amazing live broadcasting for you, for everybody around the world right here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. By the way, i got to thank listener Devora keeping us up to date on the app on some of the things that are going on this week. A reminder of all the exciting things going on here. This week is the last week of the Jerusalem Lights Festival, and the terrific Maccabiah games have begun. 8 p.m. July 6th, 30,000 Jews from around the globe will join together at Teddy Stadium in Yushalayim to bring the 20th Maccabiah games. 80 countries participating, celebrating Jewish unity in sports. Welcome to all the athletes and visitors. We saw Israel's baseball team practicing last week. We wish them good luck. We wish everybody good luck. Maccabiah games are set to begin. Very, very cool. And I hope later in the week we'll speak to a Rabbi Sports Rabbi, Rabbi Josh Halakman, get some reports about what's happening at the Maccabiah. Always been one of my dreams to be in Israel during the Maccabiah. It's not going to happen this time. I hope it happens soon enough. So there you go. Maccabiah games have kicked off. Uh, or are kicking off this week in the Holy Land. Plenty more coming up. It's a Monday at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning, a medley they call the Hearts Medley uh, off of the David Dak Shiraz Hayam CD. Shlomo Kalbach with Kimi Tzion. You heard Ba'ala Cole done by Simcha Liner. Avram Willigan Company with Ilu Finu off of Leiv Avos. Monday morning on this July 3rd, the 9th of Tammuz. Good morning, all. 98 degrees right now in Yerushalayim. They're in a heat wave in the Holy City, that's for sure. Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Masora, where I heard they had a, a wonderful weekend, a great Shabbos. Uh, Camp Masora enjoying 58 degrees and fair weather as they wake up on a Monday, getting ready for the big 4th of July tomorrow. And 75 degrees here in the New York City as uh, we continue to enjoy great weather, thank goodness. And I welcome all of you to JM in the AM. Mazel tov again to the Malin and Bienenfeld families. Jordana and Alone Malin are proud parents of a brand new baby boy. Mazel tov to the Malins. Mazel tov to Cheryl and Dr. Jay Bienenfeld. The grandparents from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, the bris of the newborn happening later in the week. Bishat tovah. We wish them the very best from all of us here. At JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. In the background, we've got Galei Tzal. Our news from Israel is coming up. Oh, yes. It's happening. It's coming up here at JM in the AM. I want to thank Amatis for an amazing edition of JM Sunday yesterday. I want to thank Avrami for Saturday Night Siegel on Saturday night. I want to thank all of you who've been uh, tuned in since we last left the air with JM and the AM to our amazing Naomi Nachman Table for Two, to the Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos Music Mix, and all of our great Saturday night and Sunday programming. It is much appreciated. Here we are live on a Monday morning with Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM and the AM. גלי צהל השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל קרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. צערת חוק הגיור, הממשלה מבקשת מבגץ שלא להכריע בנושא עד לתחילת השנה הבאה. כתבתנו דור מימון. הממשלה מבקשת מבית המשפט לא להכריע בסוגיית הגיור עד להסכמות בעניין ובמקביל מתחייבת לא לשנות את החקיקה בתקופה האמורה. ההסכמות יושגו באמצעות צוות מיוחד שיקים ראש הממשלה נתניהו. עוד הדגישה הממשלה כי אומנם מדובר בבקשה חריגה, אך לסוגיה משמעויות אסטרטגיות בקשר בין ישראל ליהדות התפוצות. הזמר קובי פרץ ביקש חנינה מהנשיא ריבלין בעקבות עונש המאסר שהוטל עליו. כתבתנו פיי גוטמן. בקשת החנינה הוגשה הבוקר בבית הנשיא והועברה לבחינת מחלקת חנינות במשרד המשפטים. בערעור שהגיש פרץ בשבוע שעבר לבית המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב, נגזרה עליו שנת מאסר וחצי בגין העלמת מס של כשישה מיליון שקלים. במידה וידחה נשיא המדינה את בקשת החנינה, פרץ עתיד להתייצב בשערי בית הכלא כבר בתחילת החודש הבא. ניסיונות בקריית גת למנוע את האבטלה הרחבה שצפויה עם סגירת מפעלי סוגת וויסוניק בעיר. כתבנו גל חן. חברת אוסם הודיעה שבכוונתה לקלוט במפעליה שבאזור ביניהם מפעל סלטי צבר את העובדים המפוטרים. בנוסף, משרד הכלכלה הודיע שיקיים בקריית גת יריד תעסוקה שיסייע לעובדים למצוא עבודה. עם סגירת המפעלים יפוטרו כ-500 עובדים. 
תושב אשדוד מואשם שדקר למוות את שכנו לאחר ויכוח שפרץ בין השניים. כתבנו רמי שני. ירוסלב מזריאני שוחח בטלפון עם החבר ושמע ברקע את בת זוגו מקללת אותו. הוא נטע לגורפן שאליו מחובר סכין, פגש בחבר ובבת הזוג ותקף אותה. השניים החלו להתקוטט. מזריאני נעץ בחברו את הסכין ופצע אותו אנושות. מזריאני מואשם בין היתר בהריגה ובניסיון הדחת עד. בצרפת, צעיר ימני קיצוני נעצר לאחר שאיים להתנקש בנשיא צרפת במהלך מצעד הבסטיליה בשבוע הבא. כתבנו יותם לחובסקי. בשיחה שניהל במשחק מחשב ניסה הצעיר לקנות רובה קלצ'ניקוב כדי לרצוח את נשיא צרפת מקרון, כך על פי משטרת צרפת. עוד אמר הצעיר שהוא רוצה לפגוע בשחורים הומוסקסואלים ערבים ויהודים. כשנעצר, הצעיר, גבר כבן 23, ניסה לדקור את השוטרים, ובחיפוש במכוניתו נמצאו שתי סכינים נוספות. תחזית מזג האוויר אצלנו יוסיף להיות שרבי בהרים ובפנים הארץ והוויל במישור החוף עומס חום כבד עד קיצוני ישרור ברוב אזורי הארץ ולרוחצים בחופי הרצליה בהתאם להנחיות משרד הבריאות נפתחו לרחצה שלושה חופים בעיר חוף הכוכבים, סידני עלי והחוף הנפרד. אלה החדשות שעורכת רון לביוד
Doing a good job, aren't we? We certainly are. A lot of great music this morning on a Monday. Thanks for joining us here, everybody. Fourth of July weekend extended a bit as we've got the third of July today and the fourth tomorrow. And I welcome all of you around the world who are tuned in during these summer months to us here at JM in the AM. Why not? No better way to wake up, no better way to enhance your day than with us. Yaakov Shweki with those great medleys from Live in Israel. You heard Odi Shamad done by Derech Achim. Kaveret had Yoya to open up the hour Monday morning at 27 minutes. After 7 o'clock, let's do this Shalshelis medley from Shalshelis Jr. Then we'll continue with plenty more coming up at JM in the AM.
JM and the AM. A little bit of a technical problem, which has been worked out, Baruch Hashem. Debka Medley from the Breslov Bar Band. My apologies to Rabbi Goldwasser. Not able to get his um, presentation on the air this morning, and I apologize. Monday morning on this July 3rd, the 9th of Tammuz. Good morning, everybody. Big hello to our friends up at Camp Missora. I've been Guilford, New York, and I thank all of you for listening from around the world here on this JM and the AM broadcast. Tomorrow, 4th of July, rumor has it that Yoni Pollock is going to be sitting in, Bezrat Hashem, here at the JM and the AM, and I thank him very much. He'll be here tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem. Harav Yitzchak Neria is with us. He's co-dean of the Torah B'Tzion Yeshiva in Yerushalayim. He, according to the Jerusalem Post, has expressed concern that there are insufficient numbers of young men in the sector who are dedicating their lives to Torah. He's embarked in the process of creating a charitable foundation to provide financial support to aspiring rabbis and spiritual leaders in the national religious sector. Rabbi Neria, welcome to JM in the AM. Welcome to you, and good morning to all the listeners, and especially to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. This, this, I don't want to call it a problem, but this situation is not a new situation, at least not in this country. Uh, tell us what's going on in Israel. You, you are 100% right. It's not a new situation, but I think in Israel the situation was a bit different until a few years ago, and something has been changed in the past 10 years or so. And we used to produce lots of rabbis, lots of avrachim who sit and learn yeshivot for many years, and later on can be leaders, uh, teachers, dayanim, rabbanim, etc., etc. And now, when it's so hard uh, to make a living, and parents are pushing their kids to go and get something else besides rabbis, and, and you know, sometimes parents are very worried and say to their kids, yes, you're good, and we want you to learn Torah, but, you know, make a living from, from being a rabbi or a Torah scholar, it's not the best thing to do. And we are losing a lot of numbers towards uh, other things. And I'm worried, and it's not just me, we're all worried in Israel, that we must have more people sitting and learning Torah to be our leaders for the next generation. And you know what, Nahum, let me say one thing. We don't think everybody should be a rabbi. That's not our point. But we think that whoever should be a rabbi we should enable him to sit and learn to be a real rabbi. And not just someone who knows a little bit of here, a little bit of there, but with a lot of knowledge, with a lot of background, knowing Torah, knowing how to say a psaac, knowing how to speak in front of people. And if we will not invest in our future, we are in a terrible, terrible situation. Yeah, no question about that. Um, so the, the to, to get the personnel, to get the students to express interest and to pursue this type of career, you're... Your contention is if the money's there, if a good salary, if the uh, a possibility of making a living is there, they will make that decision to go into what we call chinuch. I, I have no doubts. I have no doubts. You know, I'm, I'm involved in Torah Mitzion also, and I'm involved in lots of organizations around the world. We have a huge problem based on two things. The first one I call it appreciation. And it's, it, this is a society problem, because if we will appreciate those people, and we'll give them the right kavod and the right support, many, many people who are suitable and are good to be those people who will be the chinuch or the rabbis, etc., they will be there. 
And the ramification of this appreciation is that we will enable them to learn. And to learn, it's a bit with stipend, with help, that will enable them to stay in yeshivot. Now, I'm not trying to come and change the yeshivot. I want to support within the yeshivot. The yeshivot is there, the yeshivot bought, whatever the reason of who is suitable. Because not everybody is suitable to be a rabbi or, or ishchino. But whoever is there, we want him not to live so quickly, but seriously consider it with his wife, with himself, with his parents, and maybe he's going to be one of the next rabbis. And if we will not do that, we may pay a terrible price, which none of us wants to pay. None of us wants to pay. You know, in, in many areas in Chinuch, Chinuch have turned for you shift when not, the people of the community started to be mechanchim and educators in different communities. It's not good. It's not healthy. And in Israel, we can enable it, and we can let other people to be the educators for our communities. Right. Understood. Uh, Harav Yitzchak Neria is with us live via telephone, Yeshivat Torah B'Tzion in Yerushalayim. Um, it, it just sometimes this this situation, as we're describing it, seems like an uphill battle. Seems like it's a very very, you know, far, far gone conclusion, so to speak. That's why when you uh, came up with this effort, I was wondering if it's just too late in the process to go ahead and, and start this. No, I, I don't think it's too late. No, let, let's, let's, uh, you know what? Can I give you the numbers just to get that? that yeah, please, point? please. Among, among our society, I will call that the Tilumi Tibur, we have just 3,000 Avrahim. That's it. That's it. 3,000 Tavachim, that include people just now married and next year go to university, be doctors, be lawyers, whatever they want to be. But we have 500, that's it, that are suitable, and there are Sheshivot says he has to stay in Torah. When we compare it to other Tiburim, for example, the Haredi Tiburim, which I have nothing against, but it's not my Tibur, they have 70,000 Tavachim, okay? 70,000. Right. And when you ask for whoever stays more than 10 years in yeshiva, talk about huge numbers. So I think that those Avrochim among us who see it and stay and learn, who have served in the army and, and made a bagut, which is matrix in Israel, and can and want to be a rabbi, we must support them. It's not too late. No one thinks it's too late. But it's the time, we call it, it's the time for Torah. Torah now. Torah now. Achshav Torah, that's the time to put it as the biggest thing that we should offer to our youngsters. And let me say another thing. 20, 25 years ago, when the Mechinot had started, they made some shift into the Tilumi community, and the army became something very, very meaningful, and Baruch Hashem for that. But I think that in the past 25 years, we have lost some of our basis and, and some of our commitment to Torah that we have to renew. And I think that this is the time to renew, so it's not too late. We have the means, we have the people, we just need to have much more people committing to support it, to be part of it, and I'm positive, I'm positive that we'll make the change. And I want to say another thing with your permission. Sure. You know, one of our supporters is a very, very nice fellow, alumni of Yeshiva and the Haritzion, and I've asked him one, why do you not support the Tilumi community? He said, because I'm supporting the Bell community. I say, listen, have nothing against the Bell community. We keep supporting them. But I want to do one different thing. When Avrach Bayas is deciding to sit and learn until after serving in the army, that he can go to the best university, he chose it for his life, and not just for his life, for all of us. 
when someone that doesn't doesn't have other options choosing to learn Torah, does not mean that necessarily he will serve the community or pay back to the community. So by you supporting the bell, it's beautiful, it's perfect. It, it, I don't have nothing against it, but support ourselves. You are an alumni of Yeshiva Tzavetzion. So can't you understand that we need our own rabbis, our own gedolim, to be our own leaders, to be our own spiritual leaders <laughs> for the next generation? That, that is, the, you know one, that is the, one, the one thing I never understood, how uh, graduates of Hezder Yeshivot uh, go ahead and, and give the bulk of their support to other Yeshivot. I never understood that. Neither do I. I listen, I respect whoever supports Torah, and I'm yeah, not I coming to demolish right. them. Right. Uh, the Torah B'Tzion Yeshiva, uh, Rabbi Neria, Rabbi Yitzchak Neria is the co-dean. All right, how do people support this? What have you done? Have you set up a website? Have you set up a foundation? Yes, we have a website. It's TorahNow.1L1.org.il. Slow down. Slow, it, slow down, Rabbi. Do it one more time. Okay, thank you. Torah Now, one word, dot one l one dot org dot il, or search on Google Torah Now, and we're doing everything over the website. We're trying to minimize the cost of the overhead cost to almost zero, in order to support directly to Avruchim. To the Avruchim, we don't take the money to the yeshivot. We send them directly to the Avruchim. And the word Torah in that email in that web address, I assume, has an H in it, right? Yes. Torah now dot one L one dot org dot IL. Is that correct? Exactly. Torah now dot one L one dot org dot IL. Haravitzhagneria is with us live via telephone. He has made it a uh, he has made it uh, public information that he is concerned with the deficit of leading rabbis and arbiters of Jewish law from the national religious community. He wants to make sure the funds are there to create more of those wonderful leaders in our Datilumi religious Zionist community. Uh, the website is torahnow.1l1.org.il, torahnow.1l1.org.il. Harav Naria, thank you very much. Keep us thank up. you very much, Nahum. Thank keep, you for the time. Keep us up to date on this effort, please. Okay, I'll do better. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
First time at the Kaisel, I look around each way. Came here to Davin, make the most of my stay. I gaze at the wall, look up to the sky. Hearts filled with emotion, tears well up in my eyes. Beside me, a strimal he does wear. He's humming a nigger, I strain to hear. His long flowing pennies swaying to and fro. As he dives for all the people he knows. different so very far apart we call out together forever close at heart with tears drenched to heal him we raise our eyes to you to our father in heaven HaKadosh Baruch though we may seem so different so very far apart We call out together Forever close at heart Our voice raised in prayer Uniting every Jew We are all brothers
JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com. On the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, the Center for Jewish History, home of the country's largest and most comprehensive archives of the modern Jewish experience, have announced that David Myers, the Sadie and Ludwig Kahn Professor of Jewish History in the UCLA History Department, was named as the organization's new president and chief executive officer. This occurred on the 1st of July. He is a distinguished and wide-ranging historian of modern jury who has taught at UCLA for the past 25 years. As I mentioned, he assumed his new duties at the center July 1st, just a couple of days ago. He's previously served in various administrative capacities, including director of the University's Center for Jewish Studies and chair of its uh, history department. Uh, The Center for Jewish History in New York is a central resource for scholars and researchers of Jewish history. The center's experts are leaders in unlocking archival material for a wide audience through the latest practices in digitization, digitization, library science, and public education, containing one of the world's foremost research collections. The center offers fellowships, a wide array of exhibitions, symposia, conferences, and lectures, information about the current programs and exhibits, including 500 Years of Treasures from Oxford, can be found at cjh.org. Again, cjh.org. And it is with great pleasure that we welcome... Uh, Professor Dr. David Myers to our broadcast. Professor Myers, welcome to JM in the AM. Shavua Tov, Boker Tov, and congratulations. By the way, I mean, is the center open to the public in general? I mean, the, the different uh, uh, the different the offerings that the center has, are these available only to scholars and academics? Or no, it? not at all, not at all. The center is open uh, to various audiences, Um scholars who come to make use of our extraordinary collections, and the general public. Um, and almost all of our programs and exhibitions are open and free uh, to everybody, and uh, we welcome your listeners to come and, uh, and uh, immerse themselves in the Jewish historical experience at the center on uh, West, Six- West 16th Street in Chelsea. How long did you spend on the West Coast? Well, I've been on the West Coast for nearly 30 years. I'm from the East Coast. I'm a Jewish boy from Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, who went out to uh, Los Angeles expecting to spend a couple of years there, armed with all the stereotypes of any self-respecting East Coast person. Um, and my wife and I uh, made a life there, um, uh, though our eye was always cast on the East, as the medieval Hebrew poet famously said, <laughs> um, my heart is in the East, but I'm in the West. Um, and uh, this opportunity came up, and it was uh, just an extraordinary, uh, extraordinary moment, uh, allowing me and uh, and the family to um, open a new chapter in our lives uh, back east. Is the uh, so it's a really great opportunity. Is the area of study, I guess we'd call it the Department of Jewish History, at a place like UCLA, uh, even close to what we might have in more noticeable Jewish institutions on the East Coast? Yeah, it is. I mean, an institution of the size and scale of UCLA um, uh, is comparable in terms of its Jewish studies programs to the biggest programs uh, in in the country. I'd say it's a top five program. We have close to 25 affiliated faculty. Uh, We put on um, uh, uh, scores of courses every year. Um, There are close to 70 public programs uh, in a given year. Um, and that's something that um, I was uh, privileged to be part of building up our Center for Jewish Studies. We had, uh, like L.A., a kind of dispersed uh, array of activities. And in 1994, uh, with um, the um, 
with the permission of our administrators, we created a Center for Jewish Studies and began to bring together all these resources. And since that time, the program has become one of the largest in the country. Are you sometimes um, uh, amazed at who is curious and interested in Jewish history courses? It's it's amazing. Yeah, at UCLA in particular, and it's it's different in every locale in the country. Uh, in UCLA, I would say that probably at this point, 50% of our uh, students enrolled in courses are Jewish. Um, and, of course, that raises the question, who are the other 50%? Uh, we have a very strong uh, and sizable population of Asian students who are interested in our courses, particularly Koreans uh, who are uh, very devoted Christians and uh, interested in the origins of Christianity, and that takes them back to Second Temple Judaism. Uh, we also have substantial numbers of Latino students reflecting the, the, the complexion of the UCLA student population. Um, so these, these two constituencies are one you would never see uh, in such numbers back east, but are just part of the regular part of the mix at UCLA. Pretty amazing. Uh, Professor David Myers is with us. He is the new president and chief executive officer at the uh, Center for Jewish History here in New York City. A, a new president, a new leader, often means a, a new agenda uh, a new doctrine? Are there specific goals you'd like to see met during your term? Yes. Well, first of all, I have to say that I'm uh, privileged to, to follow uh, Joel Levy as president and CEO, uh, a man of great wisdom and integrity who, fortunately for me, is going to stay on as a consultant at the center and really help uh, onboard me, bring me aboard this, uh, this new enterprise. I'd say the goals are threefold. Um, first, we want to continue to collect at the, highest, at the very highest levels. Um, we have, as you mentioned in your opening, one of the largest collections of Jewish historical documents in the world, in fact, the largest outside of the state of Israel. Um, I'd love to move into collecting um, from more contemporary communities, especially in the greater New York area. Mm. Um, I'd love to bring in collections relating to Orthodox and Hasidic life, uh, Syrian community, the Persian community, the Russian community, the Israeli-American community. I'd like to make that part of the living history of the center. Um, we want to continue to assure that the center is a major uh, site of research, uh, bringing, attracting international researchers from throughout the world. And I'd say the main point of, uh, of, of my agenda really is all of those, those, those two things are, are, are things we've been doing well. I think we really want to expand our capacity to translate what we do to ever wider audiences. Uh, we want to make sure that historical knowledge is accessible and intelligible to as wide an audience as possible. And that means two things. It means bringing more people into the building, into the bricks-and-mortar institution, and reaching more people out in an outward move uh, through uh, digital media. Um, I would love to have an expanded array of uh, online courses drawing on the riches of the center that are accessible to people throughout the world. And by that I mean Jews and non-Jews. Um, for Jews, history is our DNA. It's the connective tissue that links generation to generation. But as, as, as I saw at UCLA, and as it sort of grew out of me um, in asking who takes classes, it's not just Jews who are interested in Jewish history. Right. And we want to reach those folks, too. I want to reach deep into Europe, where there's uh, keen fascination in the history of the Jews. How up-to-date is the center in terms of technology? Often we think of libraries and centers, and especially those that... Uh, are of the historical uh, uh, type, and we and we think of you know large volumes and books and encyclopedias and and a lot of papers, so to speak. Is there an right, effort to right. digitize a lot? 
Yeah, so one often, you're absolutely right, one often thinks of those dusty tomes uh, right. exactly. uh, sequestered in the bowels of a, of, of, of a, of a musty library. Well, there is, there is a cellar at the, uh, at the Center for Jewish History, and it is home to uh, the most advanced high-tech lab for preservation, archiving, and digitization that I've ever seen. Um, it's an amazing uh, uh, outfit with uh, scores of employees who are working every day to photograph and digitize uh, and preserve uh, precious archival materials. Uh, it operates at the highest level of professional status that, uh, that I know of in the Jewish uh, scholarly world. And it's embarked upon this extraordinarily ambitious task of digitizing all of our collections. Some of our uh, member partners, the center is actually comprised of five member institutions, have already completed the digitization process. The Leo Beck Institute for the Study of German Jewry has digitized its entire collection. Others with larger collections are a little bit uh, behind that uh, pace, but are uh, proceeding at breakneck speed. And uh, that means that within our lifetime, we're going to have accessible at the click of the mouse uh, these extraordinary riches uh, whenever we want to. And that's, that's really incal- that's a game changer. That, that means you know, we just have the capacity to reach the world with, uh, with historical knowledge. And I'm a big believer in the view that the world is better off with a d- deeper and richer view of history what than are, not. What are the five? I'm just curious. Yeah, sure. So we have... I mentioned the Leo Beck Institute for the Study of German Jewry, which was established in 1955. We have the great YIVO Institute for the Study of Eastern European Jewry, uh, established in 1925. We have the American Sephardi Federation, uh, which opens us to the Sephardic world. Um, we have the Yeshiva University Museum, and we have the American Jewish Historical Society. So we, in, in a certain sense, range throughout the Jewish world. We have America, we have uh, German Jewry and Eastern European Jewry, we have Sephardi Jewry, um, and we have a kind of cross-denominational perspective on Jewish history as well. Phenomenal. You know, earlier in this conversation we're with Professor David Myers, earlier in this conversation you listed off uh, a whole variety of, of different types of jury that need to be, you know, remembered, analyzed, researched, etc. Uh, it, it seems like the, the melting pot, the, the combinations just get more and more and more as the world gets smaller and and we continue, mm-hmm. and we continue to progress. Um, mm-hmm. Genealogy must be one of the most sought-after subjects when it comes to Jewish history. Even those who may not be that interested in our communities or our people's history, mm-hmm. no doubt, are mm-hmm. interested in their own family's history. Is that a part of what the center mm-hmm. does? Yeah, um, a, a vital and central part. As a matter of fact, you're absolutely right. Um, as we have more historical knowledge available to us. Amateur researchers are engaging in genealogical research to chase their families' roots and origins uh, with greater frequency. And I'm delighted to say that the Center for Jewish History is one of the nation's centers for the study of Jewish genealogy. And we encourage and invite everyone uh, to come and make use of our extraordinary facilities and wonderful professional staff um, and trace their own families' histories. Uh, you can do that uh, at the Center for Jewish History better than almost anywhere in, in the country, um, and uh, it's really an important part of our DNA. It's an important serving the public. Uh, not, I often say that there are two kinds of archivists. There are those who believe it's their mission to protect their materials from the public, and there are those who believe that, that it's their mission to expose their materials to the public. Right. We belong to the latter camp, and we want everybody to come in and make use of our extraordinary collections and to connect themselves to, uh, to traditions past uh, and 
join themselves as a link in the chain of tradition. Look, I know I touched on this earlier, uh, but I just want to make it clear to our listeners. Everyone's invited all the time to visit all five institutions under your umbrella, correct? Everybody is invited all the time to visit our institutions, Nahum, and I look forward to uh, hosting you on a visit to the center uh, in in the near future. I appreciate that. It's it's got to be absolutely fascinating. And people didn't. I, I don't think until you listed the five, people realized that those incredible institutions are in fact under your umbrella. Professor David Myers is the brand new CEO and president of the Center for Jewish History in New York City. The address again, Professor, is um, sixteen. Excuse me, fifteen West Sixteenth Street, right here, Lower Manhattan. That's where it is. That's. Absolutely. And those five incredible places under one roof uh, are right there in Lower Manhattan for everybody to enjoy. Uh, big success. Mazal tov on the appointment. And uh, and wishing you tremendous amount of luck as you continue forward. Thank you for making time for me, Nachum. I look forward to speaking to you again. I appreciate that. Professor David Myers, CEO, brand new president as of two days ago of the Center for Jewish History in New York. We wish him the very best is right. Uh, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, more coming up. 14 minutes after 8 o'clock, you're listening to JM in the AM. Smile and dry the tears that shriek your weary face. Wounded soul will be consoled by the wonders of this place. Laugh away the fears, there's no need to be afraid. This storm will pass, see sunlight splash on these stones and on your face. After these long days of sorrow, after these long nights and There'll come a time to leave the sadness behind We'll rejoice again after this black night passes A new light will dawn and you'll see Look how we shine, follow the signs Nachamu Ami Nachamu Ami So be strong, be true, be brave You gotta keep your head up high You're young and you'll be smiling soon There's no need to cry So smile and dry the tears The day will soon be gone We'll rise again Throw off these chains Return to
J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Vahavienu, <coughs> volume number four with Sama. You heard Arye Kunstler and Nachamu before that. Monday morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. as we head uh, back to uh, work on this Monday for those who actually have work this week. I know a lot of folks are off. It's the uh, 3rd of July, tomorrow the 4th. We're here. Yoni uh, Pollock is sitting in tomorrow, and I thank him for the illegal holiday 4th of July. I am back here Wednesday. Uh, Bezrat Hashem. On the next live edition of the Israel Show, which is coming up uh, at 9 o'clock this morning, right after JM and the AM, it's dedicated to uh, Naomi Shemer, who passed away 13 years ago this past Shabbat. In tribute, the Israel Show features some of her lesser-known, yet still beautiful songs and analyzes some of the words and themes. Tune in right after JM and the AM, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the uh, network at NahumSiegel.com, the NSN app, etc. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. That is how you uh, stay up to date with everything that Mayor Weingarten and The Israel Show has to offer. All right? So that is coming up, and that is at 9 o'clock this morning right here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. Gershon Vrobe is next. You're listening to JM in the AM. Thank you. 
dreams you call to me Saying this is your true home, I wait for thee As I answered way back when, I am answering again If I forget you, may my right hand fill its need I've been waiting since forever, let me be
J.M. and the A.M. with Eitan Katz. J.M. and the A.M. on a Monday morning, and today's a big day. Today's a very, very, very big day. Why is today a big day? Is it because a lot of people are off from work? <clears throat> is it because we still have millions of listeners out there, even though it's the week of the 4th of July? Is it because we love watching our international audience grow? Is it because we've had great guests this morning? What is the reason that today is such a great day? And the answer, of course, is that today, July 3rd of 2017, there is a charter flight leaving Kennedy Airport with Nefesh Benefesh to bring hundreds of brand-new North American Olim to Israel. As far as we know, the person who will be watching all of these proceedings via video, live video, who does so every single time, the only person we know who does so every single time, is our very own Matis Weingast, host of JM Sunday. Matis, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, good morning, Nachum. How are you? The only person, as far as we know... <laughs> who watches every minute of every broadcast that Nefesh Benefesh does from the big celebration in Tel Aviv. I might go along with that, actually, that I watch every minute of every every video. It's so exciting. You've never been this busy this early in July, I'll tell you that much. That's true. This is rare that it's such an early July flight. Yeah, yeah. Takes off later today from Kennedy Airport, uh, lands in Israel, and um, Matis, I have news for you. Yes, sir. There, there are times when uh, when I am one of the quote unquote Olim, wink, wink, <laughs> where where, uh, where I get off the bus and people see me on the video because we're we're there accompanying the flight. But well, th- this will not be one of them. Well, it won't be. I well, thought it was. Will not be one of them. Ah, uh, all right. I'm going back to sleep so I can. Uh... Just stay up for tomorrow. I don't know. I, I, everything's confusing. You know, when they land tomorrow at around seven o'clock, it's uh, it's what uh, mid. No, it's um, I don't even know. Well, this they is what. Yeah, seven. this is one. This is one of the reasons why we're convinced you're one of the few who watches every single one because <laughs> exactly. it, ha- it happens here in the middle of the night. I'm up till two in the morning uh, watching the video. Yeah. But you know, but but now you're telling me you're not going. So uh, okay. Uh, all right, all right. Let me reschedule this. Were you here. under the impression that I'm going to be on both of the uh, Nefesh Benefesh flights, charter flights this summer? I, I thought so, I, and especially when you said that Yoni's going to be on tomorrow. Ah. Uh, uh, maybe it's a surprise or that's something. What, that's what threw things off when you heard that there's a sub <laughs> for me tomorrow morning. I got it. Uh, but, you know, it is exciting to see you uh, come off the uh, the plane even as a temporary Ola, if you will. A fake Ola, as the president yeah. might say? Oh, boy, I don't know. But uh, I don't think I don't think a Rabbi Fast would say a fake Ola. I don't know. I meant the president of the United States. He would say fake Ola. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perhaps. So Matis uh, joined... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, though, for anybody who has not... Ex- or anybody who's experienced it for real, obviously it's amazing. For anybody who has had the opportunity to watch it uh, live, it is also pretty amazing because you see the expressions on people's faces you see the people that are there to greet them who are almost as excited as the people who are actually making aliyah uh and and it's just a major milestone to say the least but, oh yes you know coming home after thousands of years it's just it's uh, you see that etched on everyone's faces that realization it is pretty amazing to say the least that's for sure 
All right, uh, number one, Matis joins me in wishing a very special Mazal Tov to the hundreds of people. We're talking about hundreds of people that are making Aliyah today, young and old, people of all ages, from babies to the elderly, all making Aliyah today from JFK, from Kennedy Airport in New York City. That's number one. And number two, if you're wondering who's watching the broadcast at nbn.org.il, that's nbn.org.il in the middle of the night for us. And early in the morning in Israel, Matis Weingast is certainly among them. You're going to be watching very carefully. I shall. <laughs> and maybe, I won't promise this, but maybe I'll try to, uh, to put something on the app. Ooh. Uh, you know, put a comment just so uh, as I'm watching it. I'm not right. going to promise that. Great idea. That, that may be requiring more skills than I can muster at that uh, hour of the morning. Great idea. I like but that. But I will try. All right. <laughs> Mazal tov to all the Olim. Matis Weingast is spearheading the effort. He's he's the president of the club of those of those watchers of tonight's uh, big ceremony. Uh, for again, for it'll be tomorrow morning in Israel, but it'll be tonight here, late night on the East Coast. Uh, Rabbi Fast, Tony Gelbart, they'll be escorting the trip tonight or today rather this afternoon from uh, from Kennedy Airport to Israel. Nevesh Benefesh, we say Mazal tov to you. The incredible uh, Olim who are going today, and it's uh, it's going to be amazing. So there right. you go. And I have my questions ready that I have to answer every time I watch, like who the youngest, what the youngest age is. Right. No less. Sometimes it's a a baby, you know, right. really a baby. Sometimes it's somebody in the nineties. So I have to get that question answered. Uh, also, the guests that show up uh, to to greet the uh, Olim, <clears throat> and excuse me, and it's amazing when you have somebody like uh, like uh, Natan Sharansky. Uh, who was there, as and, and you just saw him recently. Yeah, he's been at a lot of those. Yes, he loves going because to see the people returning uh, is is amazing to him, and he oh, always yeah. speaks about that. No question speaks about it beautifully. And there's always a special music star entertaining yes. everybody, and there's rabbis and the yeah. leaders, I mean, and Knesset members. It's always a very interesting mix yeah. of, of people ready to greet the crowd. So The, the prime minister once showed up that's there. That's right. More than once, I think, yeah. Yeah. All right, it's going to be a big celebration, everybody. Big celebration at the Ben Gurion Airport. Matis and many people in our audience will be watching it. NBN.org.il. Mazal tov to Nevesh Benevesh. We are not on the flight later today, unbeknownst to Matis till now. <laughs> We're not on the flight later today, but Bezrat Hashem will be with them in the month of August, but and we'll talk more about it. I, I do want to mention one more thing, yeah. uh, if I can. Sure. Tomorrow, July 4th, Independence Day here in the United States, is, as you mentioned last week, the English anniversary of the rescue at Entebbe. And imagine the idea of uh, this plane landing tomorrow morning when, uh, what is it, 41 years ago? Very uh, cool. So, Good point. Uh, people came back from that uh, terrible incident in uh, Entebbe. Good point. It is 41 years. In fact, someone had posted on the app that I think Friday was the art site of Yoni Netanyahu, yeah. uh, which means, again, tomorrow's the secular anniversary of the raid on Entebbe. Right. And generally a wonderful story, except for those, unfortunately, who were lost in the operation. Absolutely. All right, Matijau, thank, thank you very much. Enjoy tonight. I'm sure you will. Thank you. There he is, Matis Weingast. He'll be there tonight, our official representative in front of the computer at nbn.org.il when uh, everyone lands uh, in Israel. And we wish Mazal Tov to everybody at Nefesh Benefesh and all the Olim, everybody who's on their way to the airport already for the ceremony and the flight. That's taking place later today. The July flight is July 3rd, everybody. That's right, July 3rd today. Nevis Benevis with hundreds of North American Olim heading 
to the Holy Land. This is JM in the AM.
Off of Beats 2.0. Reminder, the next live edition of the Israel Show is coming up six minutes from now. It's dedicated to Naomi Shemer, who passed away 13 years ago this past Shabbat. In tribute, the Israel Show will feature some of her lesser-known yet still beautiful songs and analyze some of the words and themes. Tune in right after Jam in the AM, Mayor Weingarten and the Israel Show. Today, dedicated to the memory of Naomi Shemer. Don't forget to like the Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel show facebook.com slash the Israel show want to again wish a mazel tov to Jordana and Alon Malin they are proud parents of a brand new baby boy mazel tov George and a special mazel tov to the Malin family and of course to Cheryl and Dr. Jay Bienenfeld from all of us here at JMNAM the bris takes place later this week Again, we say Mazal Tov to the Malin and Bienenfeld families from all of us here at JM in the AM. <laughs> 
Beats 2.0, Jam Nam Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in and being part of this amazing radio broadcast, everybody. It's much appreciated, that's for sure. We'll close things out on a uh, on a Monday morning with Shalshelis Jr. here at JM in the AM.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Mayor Weingarten with the tribute to Naomi Shemer, an analysis of her great music in her memory 13 years later, is coming up next. The live edition of the Israel Show is next right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty more all through the day, of course. On a Monday, tomorrow, 4th of July, Yoni Pollock set to uh, sub for me between 6 and 9 a.m. Treat him well. I am sure he'll do the same to our wonderful listeners. Have a fabulous Monday. Till next time, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.